This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, July 5th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part eight of their podcast addressing climate change with the Internet of Things and AI. John, any any points on that before I move on to the next question? I think the the part to add from a from an information standpoint, you could just take a very simple problem like EV charging, and you could look at all the different collaborators around that problem. Like for example, the the EV owner themselves, they want to get access to their EV charging data. The EV charger manufacturer may want to get access to that data. The car manufacturer may want to get access to that data. The battery supplier to the car wants access to that data. And that's before we even get talking about aggregators of energy, the utility company, and the players in the market. So really how you're going to slice and dice this data and share it amongst the community is a very large problem. Thanks, John. Really great add-on. Yes, Pat? Uh, Yes, I'd like to add to that. That brings up a a second point that I forgot to mention, is that you you can't really think that every charge is going to be the same, every car is going to be the same, every battery is going to be the same. There's going to be this multiplicity of vendors out there that need to attach to this infrastructure and provide their value to it. This means that the infrastructure itself has to develop a reputation and a trust for a, a, new, a neutral operation, like early internet, it has to be neutral so everyone is treated equally so that you don't spawn multiple channels of communication, at, which is even, even harder to handle. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. We have examined many of the wide-ranging challenges to biofuels regarding competition with farmland and fertilizers, as well as their capacity for adding significantly to the energy mix. It is doubtful for a host of reasons that any single renewable source will become as dominant as oil, gas, and coal have been over the last 120 or more years. So the future energy landscape seems destined to be dotted with a variety of replacements. Some, like geothermal and renewable natural gas, will be location-specific, while others, like the dreamed-of-hydrogen economy, may have more widespread geographical options. When one thinks of technology, one doesn't necessarily think of Oregon. That's usually reserved for the state's southern neighbor, California, particularly around the San Francisco Bay Area. Nevertheless, some of the largest tech companies in the nation are constructing some of their largest data center complexes in Oregon, propelling this sector into the top of Oregon's spending for projects that are under construction. More than half of Oregon's three point billion in underway industrial projects is attributed to data centers. Carmaker Stellantis has invested $53 million to become a shareholder in one of the world's first lithium operations with a net zero carbon footprint. The company, a merger of carmakers, Fiat, Chrysler, and Peugeot, is set to become the second largest shareholder in Vulcan Energy Resources by taking an 8% interest. And Industrial Info is tracking seven projects at fill and finish facilities in Japan's pharmaceutical 
and biotech industry, totaling more than $303 million in investment value. These include grassroots projects, plant expansions, and line additions. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.